welcome to Knock On Podcast, where we bring you archery information and education that you can trust. Knock On was created as a way to bring all archers together, regardless of the brand you choose or the style of archery you shoot. Knock On Podcasting will deliver professional insights to the latest gear, proper shooting technique, along with high-level equipment setup and tuning. Hey, 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 everybody. Knock On Podcast 299. Eric, you are one you're one away from the big <laughs> 300 dude that's wow, that's pretty that's cool incredible. yeah that's pretty cool yeah it's hard to hard to believe they stacked up that fast but uh, <laughs> you know and kind of going back what's neat about this too is um you know some of the first podcasts i did like um with jonathan hart and then barklow uh was just really awesome you know if you go back in the podcast just learning some of the DNA about Sitka and, you know, why I've always really been fond of the brand and the people there. And I think you've kind of been kept under the radar a little bit, haven't you? Is that fair <laughs> to say? <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't know if kept under the radar, but that's kind of the, you know, product development is kind of behind the scenes and, you know, we take great ideas and make them reality, but it, yeah. Yeah. It's not an intentional thing, <laughs> for sure. Well, for certain things, you want to be under the radar, um, or at least I do. And this has been one of the hard ones. So I guess just to backtrack a little bit, everyone listening in, um, I've got Eric Gilmore on the phone, product developer for Sitka, works next to Barclow, and depending on the design or the assignment, um, has kind of specific tasks that you guys share and ever yep. since I, I almost feel like it was the very first time I came out and met all you guys um, because I know there was some meetings before there was any kind of like decision being made on you know how all of us were gonna <clears throat> move forward but uh, I remember talking to you at the very beginning of man we need to do an archery pant <laughs> yeah no it's it's been a an amazing project to be part of and it's just cool to see it come to where it is today um, from where it started it's you know evolved immensely yeah for sure i'm gonna have to apologize to everybody too i got i was out in california this last week uh <clears throat> with jocko doing a jocko podcast and enjoying San Diego, and I think that that like dry air, you know, it was hot. I wasn't used to it. It's been like freaking tundra weather here in Iowa since pretty much since <laughs> November. Um, but yeah, I feel like I have the driest little spot like right on my flipper, and it just makes me start coughing <laughs> uncontrollably. So hopefully, you can do most of the talking today. But um, yeah, so. For those listening this week, we're going to be launching the brand new Sitka range pant. And the range pant really was something that I've been wanting for, I don't, I almost feel like it was ever since I switched to a field quiver, which is a quiver where your arrows go backwards instead of forwards. <clears throat> and which is really nice when you're, on like a field course or total archery challenge or, you know, doing anything that's like 3d, uh, or kind of more of a natural 
like hunting scenario type target shooting. It's just nice to have your arrows not pointing forward when you're trying to maneuver through the brush. Um, but yeah. I've also had tournaments where I went to them, opened my bow case, I don't have my freaking quiver, and then I've just got a bunch <laughs> of arrows in my back pocket or, you know, leave my quiver at home and then I end up using a rubber boot on the ground to, like, put my arrows in or, you know, it just seems like all the above. And yep. I just felt like you guys were the perfect, perfect people to try to finalize and figure out what the ultimate archery pant would be. And I'm pretty confident, you know, you told me how long it would take. And I kind of looked at you <laughs> with a raised eyebrow, like, come on, dude, we're going to yeah. get it done faster than that. But <laughs> no, you guys are very, very specific. And I, I guess that's for a purpose. I mean, do you want to kind of talk about what Sika's protocol is for product development and how that kind of fits your guys's dna sure yeah i mean it really starts with an idea obviously and then you know from there we kind of figure out before we even draw like decide what it's going to be what it's going to look like you know way in the beginning after the idea comes to fruition we're like okay so what what fabrics do we have in our quiver or not in our quiver that we need to develop find or you know utilize from things that we already know um so that's really the first stage is kind of all right we have this idea for an archery pan what do what does the the end user you know expect from the fabric and that's kind of where we start and by quiver, um, you, you mean that like figuratively of in, totally. in, yeah, in Sika's arsenal of different types of product, you know, either fabrication or development, like what do you have at your disposal that could be put yep. to use in this application? Totally. And then if we don't have something, and in this tent, in this case, the two fabric, the two main fabrics we're using weren't necessarily fabrics we're running today or ran in the past. So we, you know, reached out to a couple of, we wanted the fabrics to, in this case, you know, hiking through brush, you know, holding, you know, bow weight, um, you know, pointy objects in your pockets. So we yeah. thought Cordura was a great, Cordura was a great, um, you know, fabric to have. And we do have some Cordoras in our mind for sure, but nothing robust enough um, that we felt that this pant really needed. So that was kind of where we have, a, you know, a great fabric development team and we work with them and our factory supply chain to find the right supplier to build us the textile to do the things we need to do to have this pant, you know, function in its end use. Right. We call it fit for use, uh, and it's a gore term for, you know, functional, um, you know, building something meant for the end pursuit, and it's fit for that's for its use. Yep. And that's kind of kind of where we went with this fabric, and you know, both fab one fabric is a you know is a stretch cordura, and then the other fabric is just a hundred percent cordura, like the the reinforcement. So we can get into that too as we talk about the product. Yeah, that was but one thing that was, that was really cool is seeing seeing you like to me I was just like, "Oh, does it come in gray?" 
<laughs> yeah, I was more like, does it come in gray? And then obviously I had to at least ask one time, what does everyone think about green? <laughs> mm-hmm. But you were, I, you I were think... way more specific of like, no, this needs like there's going to be weight in the quiver. So there's going to have to be structure. But, you know, obviously one of the things we're worried about too is with structure comes, you know, either rigidity or comes like for me i was really passionate about hey guys i practice archery in the mornings or in the evenings when there's low wind and a lot of times i'm practicing with dew or if you're one of the first people Mm -hmm. out on attack range and long grass you're dealing with dew so a full like harsh cordura would be would end up just being wet the entire day and that would be problematic too you know, so we, we kind of made, or I should say you made so many technical decisions that were pretty impressive to see them firsthand. Yeah, no, and it's, I mean, again, utilizing I mean, between you and John and the experience gained from, you know, just developing product at Sitka, you know, it's just, it made sense to, you know, Cordura, but yeah, you're right. Not like ballistic Cordura and not something that's going to suck up water or something that's going to, I mean, I think the fabric we ended up with the stretch in the main body, they both have uh, durable water repellency. They're both going to dry fast. They're both, you know, pretty comfortable against your skin, moving, walking. I mean, you and I have both, I mean, you've worn them a ton. I've worn them a ton. Like, through tack and just target shooting that they're just, they're incredibly comfortable and uh, I'd say incredibly durable as well. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. The one thing that has always bothered me with pants and this goes all the way back to like, they tried implementing a, uh, a dress and maybe they still do have a dress code when you're shooting professional archery. They had like a dress code because they didn't want you just, kind of turn it up in blue jeans but yep. you know and at the time blue jeans were they didn't have the stretchy ones like they didn't have i wear bar <laughs> I, I wear barbell jeans all the time because i freaking you can practically work out in these jeans they're awesome um but i always hated the freaking pants that we would have to use you know to go out and shoot like a field archery course and a pair of dockers just really sucked yeah <laughs> can only I can only imagine what that would be like. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of this is like the you know we talked about color a lot and you know we we did make uh, we did dip these fabrics in other colors in case there was you know gray wasn't necessarily I think gray is the the color we picked is universal throughout you know dress codes it's not too bright not too light not too you know. And it doesn't look like a jean, so I think that we kind of solved that with gray. We had a few other colors picked, but this is the one. And I went through some of our uh, surveys we did with some of our product testers, and they were all neutral gray, neutral gray. It was like a, you know, a mantra of what color this pant should come in, and that's kind of where we ended up. So I think it worked. It, it, it looks good, and I think it works well. Yeah, I think one thing that's that people should definitely understand and the big reason why this podcast is important is it's hard to go really in depth with certain products um just in a video you do your best to show the cool stuff and the bullet points but no different than 
having a sales rep come into a shop and be able to explain a bow, a bow or, you know, someone being able to go to the ATA show and listen to one of the engineers talk about a brand new product that's out, you know, directly and get all, you know, being able to see the functionality and see the purpose behind it in person. It's critical. And it's one thing that's hard to do in just a short video and, my fear is by the time some people hear this podcast that there might not be any left, which, you know, <laughs> this is a brand new category. It's a brand new, like, this is a brand new test pool. Um, so, yeah, we went with, we went with, you know, the most popular sizes and we went with the colors that did the best on surveys and, you know, which the first color is going to be lead and there will be. I shouldn't say a limited run, but there's there's going to be um there's going to be one one main run that's going to happen now and then it sounds like there's possibly another batch that that's going to be smaller that may come in, in in August or September. Um but people there's a legit FOMO right now like i'm not trying to freak <laughs> people out but i'm just i know how many people have asked me about these pants in the last three years of seeing me with them or at least the three last three tacks seeing me with these yep and i'm just here to say you know if you think about it for more than a couple of days they they may not be there like that's just <laughs> the reality i think yeah well i mean i was that way with um your new um your strap release like the back strap. i was like back up as soon as it came out i'm like i gotta get it because i was afraid that they'd be gone and i love that thing so yeah i i mean it's just it's one of those things that i think you know the, this product fills a, a a gap in the market you know for tax for field shooting for you know even indoor shooting like it's just, it's great it's comfortable it's you know it fits all kinds of arrows it's you know, functional pockets are well organized. So I think, you know, it's just one of those things. It's a, it's kind of like a gadget. It's like a thing that, you know, you just got to have. So well, it's, it's pretty cool. Like when I look at what, what we really wanted and honestly, some of the, like some of the tag, the tagline behind like the teaser video, which we put out today um, in that tagline, you know, we were, specific to say you know designed for a seamless transition between practice and life and that was a goal of of mine and yours and Barclos from the very beginning because when I look at like a game warden or a police officer or a paramedic you know these people put on uniforms or even even a doctor that puts on scrubs because they know at some point through the day they're going to be doing their profession or their activity but they also need to have something that isn't like putting on a scuba suit where its only yeah. purpose is when you're in the water so this was really designed so that you can ha you know you could wear a pair of pants as an archer i wear these most days and yep. if at any time i want to shoot i just flip my pocket backwards and put my arrows in my pocket and i'm good to go otherwise i have a perfect size phone for my a perfect size p 
pocket for my phone on my side. My wallet fits perfectly in the left cargo pant. Um, and yep. you know, and they're super practical when, it, when, you know, if you have your bow holder tucked in, if you have that outside flap flipped around, the quiver yep. isn't exposed and it's just a really, you know, it's a, it's a quality, like it's kind of a transition between, yeah. I don't know, like an everyday, like work pant and a utility pant. It's not really like a hunting yeah. pant. I wouldn't say, would you? Nope. I mean, no, I mean, it's, that, you're exactly right. Like the, again, with the beginning of this, we had a few versions that, you know, didn't have the flap that covered the quiver, but the quiver looked like a quiver, like a quiver, you know, on your leg. And, you know, most people, you know, when they leave tack or, you know, again, go downtown, like they don't want to look like they've got a quiver attached to their leg. And <laughs> yeah. Cause the, the um, first one was literally, and, and we will have, we will have a, uh, we've got three different videos that are going to be launching throughout this week. If you wait till the last right. one, they may be gone. Um, but <laughs> The there's going to be a video tomorrow that's about you know two minutes long, which is kind of about as much as mo what most people want to watch for a video on social media, and it shows you yep. the nut and bolts of you know what the pant has. But then there's also um, going to be a shorter video that'll launch, you know, that'll show you kind of the intention of the pant to to be able to be used. Um, for example, when, when you guys came out and said, you know, we want to see how you're putting this pant to use. I mean, I wore the pant the whole day and, you know, went to work, went to work with my pant, had everything there. And then when I went to train at the range, I was able to flip that pocket backwards, load my stuff in my pocket yep. and go for full practice. And then, you know, flip that pocket back around, go, go out for, um, for lunch and then, you know, came back and shot outside for the evening. Um, and then was able to, you know, just kind of grill and chill while I'm practicing and not really have to worry about having a quiver. That's, that's all in the way. Um, so it's, it's a really practical piece. And I, th yeah. I think as archers, more people are going to be, I think more people are going to be happier not having to just slam their arrows down in the ground in the backyard when they want to go, you know, <laughs> shoot 10 arrows during a downtime, you know what I mean? Especially yep. now people working from home. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And the, um, just the, you know, the pure, the pure, I, I think the pant looks really good as well. Like, you know, it's not just like you said, like professionals in the industry, firemen, ambulance workers, doctors, their, their gear doesn't look, yeah, I, I just got that visual of a scuba guy, someone walking around in a scuba suit waiting to go diving, like just hanging out at the bar. Like, it's, it's <laughs> funny, but <laughs> this pant doesn't look, you know, it looks like a pant. It looks great. It, it fits well. It's, um, you know, you know, the proportions are pretty good, even though, you know, you do have a long cargo pocket on one side. It just, it doesn't, it blends in really nice, There's, you know. Again, I, I don't know if any of the videos will show some of the progressions, but like I think we had a blue and gray or black and gray pant that you know you just could it just made everything stand out, and it was just kind of it was funky looking for sure. And then the one with the um, I think it was waterfall pattern on it, like 
it was just the mock, the original mock-up from Richard, you know, it's, the key of this is to make it exactly like you said. It kind of blends in. It's not doesn't look like a hunting pen. It doesn't look like a, you know, a quiver strapped to my leg pen. It looks like something yeah, you can wear all day, every day, and not feel like you're you you, you look like you've got something funky on your leg. Yeah, because the so very first one was, you know, I kind of drew up with Richard what it needed to be and like the size of it. And we actually did that, I think, on a piece of cardboard or something. And we Probably, went out there. Yeah. And then, um, and I still have all those generations. Um, yeah. And so the first one was literally me taping this piece onto my leg. And, <laughs> you know, I kind yep. of wore it around to, de- to decide, like, where is the most practical placement for the quiver to be on the leg. And then once I wore that for a while... I think I sent those pair, that pair of pants back to you guys, uh, yep. with, with that on there. Um, and then from there, the, the very first workable generation was, you know, a pair of, I don't know, it almost seemed like a pair of cotton or something. I mean, it was, it w- wasn't a technical fabric and we do have a long version of the video that, which it, which was me sitting down in one take describing all of these generations, but also having all four of the, the prototypes all the way from the, from that first quiver that was actually in a waterfowl pattern, just because the material uh, itself was uh, a waterfowl. That waterfowl material had the rigidness that we thought we needed out of the gate which is why yep. it was used. And then, yeah, and then through all the different generations of, you know, other people trying and putting their feedback in. And I think some people had initial feedback that was one direction. And then once they use it a little while, they're like, oh, yeah, okay, maybe maybe that would be awesome for hunting. But for, like, what this pants purpose is, it's, like, perfect right where it's at. And yeah. um, have you – how many other people have you showed – there, I, I was looking uh, as far as testers and people we've put this on to get feedback. There's only been a small group of 13. Oh, okay. That's um, pretty good though. So I think it's actually 12 plus you. Um, and then obviously John, myself, Jay, and a few other people in the office, uh, Brad. So a few of us in the office. So not a lot. I mean, other than kind of some photos of it, you know, incognito attack out there from last season there there's there hasn't been a lot of um not a ton of leakage you know i have not been able to be incognito with these on just for the record (laughs) (laughs) like every time i mean the good part about it is people just originally they they eventually got sick of asking so people just are like Yeah. yeah i guess you're the only one with those pants yeah. So that's... I think that that I mean you're the one you're the one I mean you're the one who you know has that kind of leeway of uh, we wanted to make sure our people who other people who were testing it didn't you know put post photos and stuff like <laughs> that because we wanted to keep it very very tight. <laughs> yeah. How when it comes to different things that you've designed because you guys have just done some of the awesomest stuff. And some stuff that you guys do that's awesome 
just for whatever reason, costs or whatever may not even make it to the market. But that doesn't mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that you know that the team there doesn't do some freaking just really awesome stuff. How did this project rate for you? Like in in regards to just coming up with something that was just different. Oh, I mean, I, I love this kind of stuff. Um, you know, I love working with the team, with Richard, yourself. Like, this is, collaboration is, I think, one of the, you know, and having a great idea and collaborating and building something that's, you know, top end, you know, just well thought out, looks great, functions great. You know, function is highly, is the is the most important part. Yeah. Um, but if it doesn't look good, no one's going to wear it. So I think the combination of the, you know, function and form are key in all the, and, and I think that the, you know, Jonathan, you know, brought that to Sitka like that. Just, yeah. you know, we got to build stuff that works, but we also have to build stuff that people want to wear. And I think this kind of fits into that. It, it is a, I think it's a premier example because it's, it's hard to make things every day things that people want to wear every day and not feel like they're hunting, you know, hunting gear is different, you know, like I'll put that on all the time to, you know, do whatever, even if I'm working out or hunting, you know, I'll wear it, but I don't necessarily wear my hunting pants going out to the bar, you know? So I think this is a good, and not that, not that it doesn't happen, but it's like, if I have a choice, I'm going to put on jeans or I'll put on some, you know, something relatively um incognito yeah um i think this pant does that like it you can wear it like you said you can wear it all day you can shoot in it you can do whatever you need to do it and you don't feel like you've got on something that's specifically designed for a particular and use like hunting pants or you know hunting jackets or things that are you know truly designed to be war hunting and usually those things are in camo so it makes it even more obvious that you're you're wearing something hunting so yeah this 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 is a great blend of all that stuff what um i guess going through if you want to go through the features what are some of the ones that i guess you're more you're most excited about with these so i I, the i mean obviously the quiver pocket you know it took a while to get the angles right and you know the depth of the pocket right so people aren't like you know hitting their elbow or triceps on their arrow like that was big like it was a lot of shooters i think getting that right so the the arrow depth is right so you're you know they're not sticking up too high they're not angled back too far so you can actually you know get the arrows into the pocket there's three different options for you know some people want to index them some don't so there's a few different options for you can just take a handful of arrows and jam them in that back pocket you can index you know thin arrows you can put multiple ones in the index or you can just use the two front pockets which are kind of lower cut so it's a little bit easier to get arrows into and that's semi-index but you can also put you know five or six arrows in each side depending on the your arrow diameter yeah and then i think the the, the other thing was the you know working with you and the you know having that kind of hidden pocket for your release if you're you know using a if you don't have a wrist strap release, you can just drop it in there and it's safe. Right. And that's that pocket pocket behind the, the main hand pocket. So it's not sitting on top of your thigh. Um, it just kind of holds up higher, kind of like next to your, your hip. Right. Um, 
And then the I like the the indexing inside the left side cargo pocket. Like you said, that the iPhone pocket, you have a pocket for you know, and just the functionality of these pockets. And I think they work really well with you know your tools of the trade. And then you know a, a phone or you know keys or a wallet. You know they all kind of depending on what you're doing, they work well with all that stuff. And they don't you know we put back pockets on these. The zipper back pocket, if you want to, you know, secure your wallet in your back pocket, some people do. And, um, yeah, it just, it looks like a normal pan. I think that was, that was uh, the hardest part is to add all these features and still make it look like something that, you know, I want to wear every day or I can wear every day if I want, if I choose to. Yeah. Now, one of the things that I feel like, because all these came in, and honestly, as much as we wanted to tell everyone when these were going to be available, just with all the stuff that's happened with with COVID and a freaking boat getting sideways in a channel or whatever the <laughs> hell else has slowed down every second of production and yep. ship times in the world, um, we yep. wanted to make sure they were here. And they are here, and I've gone through and, and inspected this first wave, and... It appears that you kind of took my inseam input to heart too, because it <laughs> looks like the regular, the the regular inseam, actually has maybe about an inch more inseam than than what a standard regular would. Is that safe to say? It appears yeah. that the, it appears that instead of it being only a thirty-two inseam, it's a thirty-three inseam, and that the talls are actually a thirty-five. Yeah. Um, which yeah. For, for me that, has always been like super important when it comes to any type of active like hunting apparel because um, if you're trying to pick your leg up and go up over the top of, you know, sticks or any of that stuff, it just seems it just seems horrible to try to to try to do that. Um, when your pants are too short and you're, you know, I personally don't like having to wear gaiters at a tack event. Um, but when the inseam is too small, it's just, it is, it is what it is. This at least lets you have some overhang on your, over your boot. Um, and you know, if you're someone that's like worried about ticks or something, it gives you enough coverage to where you could then put a gaiter around that to add to yeah. add some coverage down into that area um or there's just enough that bunches up over the top of your boot to where if you did need to put some spray on there it's not directly contacting your skin so yeah. you know no, there I... is some purpose behind the 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 inseam on what we got going right now yeah but i i totally forgot that we did that and i've been wearing my pants and i don't even notice that they're I'm a 32 inseam pretty much every day and my pants are 30, you know, they, I didn't even know. I totally forgot we did that. And, you know, wearing my pants, I've never been like, Oh, these are too long. The other thing too is they're pretty straight cut. So if somebody felt that they needed them to be shorter, they're, pr- they're super easy to, to hem. If, if someone has the skills or knows someone who can hem, they're super easy to turn up and sew and, you know, it, it, event maybe in some day you know hopefully knock on wood we, we're doing some things in bozeman that maybe that might become an option for not just this pan but anything 
certain things that people need fixed eventually, you know. Yeah, for these first um, ones, I, I got, uh, like I sent, the prototypes that I was allowed to send out, I got to uh, to Rogan and, and Jocko, and both of those guys freaking loved them. But the first yeah. samples that I got, it was like all, the length is all one length. So they had like, you know, 34 length. So I just told them, <laughs> hey, get them hemmed, yeah. you know. And yeah. they, since it is a straight leg down at the bottom, they hem really good. And there was yep. there wasn't a problem. Cool. Now, what kind of no, reinforcement it, it, did you have to go with in the side there? I mean, I know the I know that side thing was structured a certain way so that it would really support the weight of your arrows in the quiver without like you uh, know, pretty much pulling your pants off too. So the um, the side cargo puck, you mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, one, it's not made of stretch. Uh, that whole fabric is pretty much built of the non-stretch Cordura fabric. Um, and if you notice, when you open the pocket, there's um, a gray re reinforcement textile. It's yeah. actually a, an adhesive film that we put on the top. And we use that also throughout the bottom, which kind of not only, you know, one, the fabric is rigid. Two, that overlay film just adds durability and more structure. Um, gives you, you know, uh, the whole pocket more strength to hold, you know, arrows and whatnot in there. So there's a bunch of stuff you don't see. Like you see that at the top, you, you kind of see the gray film on the top edge of those two outer pockets. But inside the pocket, there's also more film at the bottom of the index quiver indexes. There's a gray film on the inside and back side of the um, – of the main pocket itself. So that's one, it, it, it adds structure to it, adds um, durability to puncture from your, your, your arrow tips. So there's a bunch of stuff. And we also, the thread that's used on the, the outside of that main uh, quiver pocket is a different um, text size than the normal, normal pants. So it's a, it's a bonded nylon thread on the outside, which is stronger more durable for, you know, whether it's arrows or just, you know, constant jamming things in and out, it's not going to break like a, a typical thread would. You, you wouldn't want to use that throughout the pen. It just ends up being um, heavy, stiff, and less comfortable neck if it ever does come in contact with your skin. But we felt this pocket, you know, it, it, it warranted a, a more durable thread. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the things people don't get when it comes to, Honestly, it just seems weird to me. Anything that you get that's good, it seems, it's always weird to me when people are like, oh, you know, show a good rangefinder that's got a ton of really cool features. And they're like, yeah, that's 200 bucks more than mine. Screw that. Someone's gouging. It's like, uh, hey, dude, these, you know, you kind of need to factor in these guys worked with, you know, a bunch of, you know, worked with Archer's Advantage and developed the algorithm that allows you to put that type of programming in there. And, you know, it just seems yep. like there's so many of these freaking little things that uh, people don't factor into why stuff costs what they cost. And with Sika, that was always, honestly, that was always one of my fears when it came to our 
are following is, you know, Sika as a product was much more expensive than hunting products that I, you know, hunting clothing that I yep. used prior. And I, I understand there's like a bit, there's a very different gap between the two, but at the same sense, I can say that there isn't, I would, if I know now what I knew, what, you know, what I didn't know then, then I would, I would have definitely paid more than that amount if it would have meant me being able to not freeze, freeze to death on a lot of, a lot of things that I did (laughs) because I didn't have the right types of products or have the right top type of knowledge on how to, to combine those products to where they worked more effectively. And that's one of the things like, you know, I look at like what Barclay is putting out, you know, on, on his Instagram channel, uh, John, yep. John's doing just, I mean, that stuff is worth that information <laughs> is worth so much. If you went yep. to a, a survival seminar, one, you're probably not going to get in for free. And two, you know, you have <laughs> something coming out like every week that's giving you that stuff. And that's all the more reason to, to use Sika because you're, you're getting free information on how to utilize that product better. So, you know, the, the cost is always factored in somehow or another. It seems like it's, it seems like the business savvy people always totally understand like, yeah, nothing's free. If you want something good, you got to pay more money for it. And the same is true with, you know, with all of these. Now, one thing I guess I haven't gotten specifics on was, and mainly because I've never needed it, but um, what is SICA's policy for warranty? Um, I've, I've, uh... I, it's it, it's evolved over time, but we um I mean we gar- we guarantee all of our products from manufacturer's defects, obviously, and I believe we have. I'd have to look again. It's been a while since um, we mark marketing and sales have updated what our warranty actually says on the hang tag. Um, so I, I don't, without misquoting, I don't necessarily know, but I believe we're. I mean, if you have an issue with anything, call our customer service team. They will help you. We help people all the time. We repair stuff. We fix stuff. We, you know, we're, you know, I don't know if you know, um, but we opened a store last week. Um, There's a soft launch. So we have a store in Bozeman that's um, open. We will have a repair center in there that will, you know, we're slowly getting up to speed. So we, we, and we also work with repair facilities on the, on the West coast, um, you know, I don't know if anyone owns our waiters, but we have service and repair um, contracts and maintenance programs for those. So we, you know, we stand behind our products 100 um, percent, but we also build quality into them. So, you know, in the in the effect, in the event you need a repair, you know, we're, we're we stand behind our product. But for the most part, we try to engineer our products, one, to either be easily repaired if necessary or um durable enough so you know it, there's always things that are going to happen you tear down jacket you you know you rip something you barbed wire like barbed wire is you know 
will destroy almost anything. Um, I think every so crotch like, I have has a barbed wire <laughs> hole through it. <laughs> yeah. So we, you know, we can, we have repair tape. We have, um, you know, we can patch things, whether we do it internally or externally. There's, there's always ways for someone to be, to, you know, product be made whole again. And in the event it's not like there was something wrong and it's just not working. Our customer service team is top notch and, you know, they keep, they, they keep us informed of anything that's, you know, if they see trends and, you know, problems and, you know, we're, we're constantly ma- managing that, you know, and that's, you know, our commitment to our product and our brand and our consumers is that we, you know, we're not out here just to, you know, take their money and say, see you tomorrow. We're, you know, we want a customer for a long time. So we're going to make sure that they're made whole and they feel good about the purchases they make. Yeah. Yeah. And I know when I was there one time for fun, I kind of jumped on the phone and did some customer service calls. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I remember hearing the team telling people specifically, like, you know, I think someone had called in and, you know, had like, like you said, I think they tore something. And so, yeah, they, they made it really accessible for them to have a repair kit. Um, and then yep. I remember asking, I remember asking Barkle about it and I thought he said like, yeah, if they have something that's, you know, that's not manageable, like we'll, we'll, we'll freaking repair something or do like a full sew. And if it's something that's, mm-hmm. you know, beyond what we can do, like we're going to take care of it. So the same is going to be true with, with these pants as well, because again, it is a sick product. I was just fortunate enough for you guys to, to finally, um, let me bring this vision to life and help you guys put all your freaking expertise into what I've been really wanting to have for a while. I'm pretty excited about it. Now, one thing we didn't talk about, I guess we didn't go through like all the specifics of the pant, but just to walk people through it, obviously we've talked about that quiver on the right leg. Yep. Um, and I guess that's one thing we have to answer. Sorry, lefties right now, we haven't done skews specific for left-handed people. So you can either wear your pants backwards and have your arrows going forward (laughs) or, or you can join the other 92% of archery. You know, it, it's one of those things, I guess you guys probably can answer that better than me, but it just got to the point where it's like, let's, let's let's test this out with right-handed, you know, with the right-handed system first and, you know, go from there. It's, it's a bummer. And I apologize all joking aside. It's just one of those things where we really had to weigh out, you know, all the, I guess all the different skews and and what we could go heavy on versus what we needed to, to just be able to bring this to the market quick. Yeah. If lefties need don't want to be left out, we do have the fanatic and lefty, so they can <laughs> they, they, they can wear that attack. I guess. <laughs> God dang! If you no, had a left-handed fanatic, yeah, you would die. If you had to, <laughs> if you had to walk up that freaking mountain with a full set of fanatic um, on, that would be the end of you. Yeah, it, that would be. <laughs> 
But I mean, we're like, yeah, like you said, like the fanatics been around for a long time. We finally launched a lefty version because we, you know, we don't want to leave people out, and we have the volume to say, you know what, okay, X percent of archers are lefty, so we can build X percent of fanatics and lefty. Once we, you know, if we did everything, you know, if we did all the colors we wanted and did lefties and did shorts and did whatever, like there'd be so many skews that we wouldn't, you know we wouldn't be able to do be able to focus on making a great product initially now right. that we have a great product now we can talk about okay are there iterations of this that uh make sense you know and we'll address that as we you know as we grow and as um, the demand for these continues so yep yep yeah and and to i guess to keep going on uh on kind of some of the the features there is um on the right side, you're 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 going to have a small release pocket that's going to be a half pocket that fits a handheld release really good. Then you'll have a regular size front pocket that's kind of right behind that. Um, and then on the on your right side, there's a small loop that is there intentionally for either being able to mount like a little ring on there to have your arrow puller or in my case um the heavy duty mag clips that we have is what i have there and on i'll have um the one side of the mag clip looped onto that small little tab and from there i have a i actually have a range finder that has a mag clip on it and i have an arrow pull or arrow lube tube that has a mag clip on it so if I'm going to go out and shoot without my mountain harness on, then I may just uh, put my rangefinder right on my side hip, and then as I need to do it, I just pull on it, and it'll, that mag clip will detach, and it works really well. Otherwise, if I'm on the range and shooting a bunch of brand-new targets, um, I'll actually take that lube tube out and, and have that lube tube hooked right onto my, right onto my waist belt. Then on the left side, um, on the right in front of the left, uh, qua- your your left thigh, is a built-in cam holder. So it's an adjustable system that allows you to tighten that up so that it it fits just the width of your cam. You don't need to like sink your whole limb and everything into it, but it's more or less yep. just like a little loop, which I've kind of used in hunting situations for most of most of my life if i'm honest that one that i showed you is you know 25 30 years old um yep but it it allows you to adjust it to the size of your bose cam system to where you can set your cam right in there and then you can adjust it so that when your bow is in there depending on the length of your bow if you have a shorter axle axle bow you can keep it pretty dang short and then you can utilize the top of your bow cam or the top of your bow limbs to set your binoculars on there or your rangefinder on there uh while you're glassing or ranging and it's just rock solid which has always helped me in hunting situations if you're nervous you're bouncing around a little bit sometimes it's hard to get that perfectly assured range so that cam system is so nice for just 
being able to support the weight of your bow and not have pressure of your bow on your arm all day long. And then also for glassing or ranging. And then from there, the left, the left cargo pocket is bigger than the quiver side. It's built so that you could actually put a rangefinder in there if you wanted. You can put a bottle of water in there if you wanted. And then there's um, small pockets that are tighter to the leg that are sewn in for the specific size of, for me, for my wallet, um, either two uh, like trail bars. And then there's also one small pocket that's the perfect size for specifically for Allen wrenches. So yep. if you go out on the range, you can put a, a full bottle in your cargo pocket. You can put two bars in or your wallet in that pocket. And then you can have a set of Allen wrenches with you. And honestly, if you wear these pants with the mountain harness, you have the ability to completely utilize the tack event without having to have any type of um, added, like you won't have to take a backpack. You won't backpack, have to take yeah. like a shooting stool um, because the only other things you really need to have with you if you shot a tack would be like the dew point jacket um, or the shake dry are very, very packable. And you could certainly, if, if you knew it was going to rain at some point on the range, you could easily pack those into that left cargo pocket. Or you could probably dang near stuff it in one of the accessory pockets on the mountain harness. Um, but from mm. there, you can have, you know, Barkle and I talked about the importance of people bringing um, disposable bladders, you know, or little portable collapsible bladders with them on the tack events because, you know, with... With COVID, it's going to be important people have their own drinking stuff. So, you know, you could easily have a small little bladder with you, um, which would be super practical. Otherwise, you can easily carry a single bottle of water in that left cargo pocket and uh, be able to just refill that thing on the range as needed. Yeah. Yep. I want to just go back to the, the what we talked about kind of hidden things that you don't really see when you're talking about that cam holder pocket. There's all because the fabric is stretchy. Um, we had to reinforce that you don't even see it on the pant. There's a fabric and glue reinforcement that goes all the way up to the waistband. So when you say that that pocket is rock solid, it's because of that kind of structure we built behind it that unless you turn your pants inside out and lift up the pocket flap. You'll, no one would ever know it's even there, but that's what creates that rigidity, that solidness that you feel. So you can put your cam in there, rest your bow, rest your arm into that pocket. Um, yeah, it's, and that, again, with all the other stuff, all the other features of that you just described, I mean, it's, again, it's a pretty, I mean, I, I don't want to use the term Swiss army knife of, pants but it and it doesn't look like a swiss army knife you know it's, <laughs> yeah it's really nice <laughs> yeah that's a good that's a good way to put it that's a good way to put it yeah now and then the last thing the last feature is um it does have a small little um limb tip holder inside of the left calf so for recurve yep. shooters um or struggle stickers or whatever Aaron Schneider likes to call his 
his his homies <laughs> um they do have the ability to be able to keep your limb tip and that crud out of the mud uh if you are a, a recurve shooter or longbow shooter it's yep. they're they're good for that as well so it's yeah. it's it's a really cool item and get them while you can uh believe me they they're going to be they're going to be going on the market the 13th and when these are gone they are gone and just so everyone knows you can either get them at knock on archery dot com or you can get them on sickas so uh you know whichever one you prefer they're gonna they're gonna be available on those two things until they're gone and then that's gonna be it you'll be watching everybody wear them until next year when when we bring them back bring them back yeah so you've been shooting the back strap yeah yeah, I got. I ordered it like the day at launch, I think. And yeah, I, I to be. I think I sent you a note, like asking if you could replace the bow strap. I actually really like it. I didn't think I was going to, just because I thought it was <laughs> going to be bulky. But it's, it's, it's awesome. I love it. Like, and it's just. I, I was thinking about it today because I was like, you know, why haven't I been successful with other releases? And I think it may be because this one makes me like I put it on and it feels like I'm sleeping in my own bed right like because i'm so used to having a wrist strap it's been hard for me to to not have that now that i've got it it just it feels it feels right so maybe eventually that's kind of my like training wheels to uh you know true back tension or you know but it's i really like it well the thing that that was a very needed that was a very needed design and that was a very purpose a very purpose driven design as well because the reality is yeah yeah, there are a ton of people that just feel at home with the wrist strap and i tried my you know i've actually tried my best to make that wrist strap to where it was comfortable even when i shoot it now what i will say Mm -hmm. is i was even a little bit worried on how i would personally do on a back strap because one of the reasons why I have to, uh, well, one of the reasons why I have to shoot a handheld release is because I had such bad target panic with a wrist strap release growing up and learning incorrectly that my brain just really like connected the dots of my index finger with having total control of when the shot goes off so i was a little bit like you know even though i can shoot at least i feel i feel like i can shoot great with a handheld release i feel like as soon as i start shooting the index finger release too much it i slowly start to just feel this like voice kind of starting to say like ah just get on it you know just freaking get on it (laughs) So yeah, yeah, as in kind of fear of that happening, um, and having to go backwards in so much of what I worked on in my archery shot, I kind of felt like, okay, one, if the trigger doesn't necessarily set it off, you know, if I make it because with a AR trigger, 
If I have a two-stage AR trigger, and a lot of my ARs that I buy, I upgrade the trigger system to a system that my buddy uh, Wes showed me. And just being able to take the slack out of that, you know, just to be able to take the slack out. And then once that slacks out and you have pressure, you realize like, okay, I'm on the edge now. And, you know, if I'm pulling from this point on, this thing's going to be very close to activating. So I really wanted the, the backstrap to have that type of a, a feel for me to where I can just have the assurance of, okay, there's, you know, stage one of taking the slack out. And from here, if I'm pulling, this is, this is going to activate. And honestly, um, the backstrap hits, uh, it impacts a little bit left than what a handheld, re- at least our handheld releases. Now, other companies' handheld releases, they may not, it may not hit left from because it really depends on what direction each company's jaw is opening when it's being fired. But compared yeah. to a knock to it or a silverback, the backstrap, it will, you know, especially because the angle of that hook is in a slightly different position when it opens, it will hit a little bit left, but you know, when my bow that has my back strap, that's just what it's set up for. You know, it's set up for the yeah. back strap and I'm not really trying to go back and forth between wrist straps and handheld releases. I kind of feel like that could lead to other issues anyway. Sure. Yep. But, um, I feel like I probably shoot it more accurately. Um, there's a lot to be said about the rocker position, um, which this is one thing that I haven't gone into depth a lot about. But, you know, if you think of a handheld release, if you relax your index finger one time versus pulling it tight another time, you can either have your index finger real tight and your other fingers loose, or you can have your other fingers tight and your index finger loose. And you cause that release to what I refer to as rock. And when it rocks like that, what happens is you can change the position of your D loop and where it's sitting in the jaw of that release. So I saw a video once of someone saying that you should shoot a, you know, how to shoot any type of trigger release, like a hinge style back tension release. And what a horrible, what a horrible way to recommend someone to shoot that because shooting some of the standard jaw activated handheld releases by rocking them back and embedding that, that D loop deeper and deeper and deeper into that hook before it fires, you kind of, it's not necessarily a hang fire to where it doesn't open, um, which some releases, if you have the d loop too deep into the back of that hook it won't fire the jaw open but it'll still kind of be hanging back there just like it would on like a spike release but otherwise even if it doesn't do a true hang fire it still can take longer for that d loop to come off that hook when it's traveling across more of its surface area versus when it's set in like right where the hook first opens off the casing. And on the knock to it, it's actually designed that way to where the 
on the Noctua, the jaw is actually has an ant when it self closes. It's tapered. If you look at it, it's tapered and it forces that D loop to slide down the hook to where it's on the edge that's closest to where it opens, which really help, yeah. which really helps with the accuracy. But I wasn't when you asked me about the the wrist straps. I know when it comes to a wrist strap release, the wrist strap is very like personal. You know, it's kind of like yeah. you know, I like this versus I don't like that. And honestly, with you being a designer, I thought, well, of course he's going to change something. So I'm just like, yeah, go for it. But I was honestly, <laughs> you know, when I first saw the Boa wrist strap system, that was one of those products to where right when I saw it and put it on, I just went, duh. Yep. That yeah. was a freaking, why wouldn't I have thought yeah. of that freaking 20 years ago? Cause that was, that is the freaking bomb right there. Yeah, I agree. And that was, I mean, it was, yeah, it was when I put it on, I was like, I don't need to change anything. This is, this is really good. So I was extremely excited and very happy with you know, having a wrist strap option. And yeah, I'm hope, hopefully it will make me more comfortable shooter and a better shooter going forward. And, you know, I, I, that's all I care about is, you know, improving my archery and then becoming more consistent and, you know, being more comfortable and not panicking. <laughs> the more I can do this, more I can do to solve up all that, the better. So I think this is going to be a huge, um, it's going to be huge for me personally, because that's what I'm used to. And, um, it just feels like I said, like feels like sleeping in my own bed. And yeah. I'll go from there. How much, how much do you feel like you've got your set over your holding weight now? I mean, cause a lot of people uh, kind of grow into that. Yeah. I, so as a, like how much, like poundage wise, I don't, is that what you're asking? Yeah. Like how like, have you kind of got, when you first did it, did you have it set to where you were pulling fairly aggressively to get it to fire to where you're kind of working harder yeah. to get it to, to go off? Is that what you did originally? Yeah. yeah. And oh, that's perfect. what I like. And that's what I like about that. This, you know, other, other, some of the other releases I have is like, it's really easy to adjust. So I set it hard. So when I first, you know, activated it like it didn't go off and i was like okay now i can now i'm ready to go and i pull through like so then i just you know constantly just kind of tweak it just a little bit and to get it to where you know i'm not like you know pulling back so hard that i feel like i'm losing form but uh you know i'm just i get it set and i can just it just feels good and i can just like you said with you're talking about all the things that happen with a handheld release with my hands and I just feel like I'm rock solid with my wrist and I can just kind of pull through and it, yeah, it was so easy to set up. I mean, I set it up in like, like less, you know, in one day at the one day in my, in my garage. So it was super. Do you feel like it's, do you feel like it's taught you more about your back wall? Cause this is a subject that I've touched on, but I really want to go a little bit more in depth with, um, especially now that people have been utilizing these releases a little longer is I, I talk to it as like checking in or, you know, preload on the back wall. And I think it's one thing that a lot of people don't realize, um, is how hard 
they pull back and they're on their back wall on one shot versus another shot. And that kind of lack in, lack of consistency in their tension on that back wall. But it's so critical to accuracy that I feel like the more people start to understand that importance the better they're going to get as archers once they once they realize how that works i i think for me i think the because it's i feel like it's connected to me yes i like because that strap and my elk my forearm are all one like i could with my handheld sometimes i'd feel like yeah i might be gripping too tight or too relaxed where I feel like I was pulling through my back wall, but I was really like loosening the tension on my fingers and, and not, oh, or yeah. I'd be pulling too hard on my fingers where this, you were like, manipulating that wall. You were manipulating yeah. the release to activate versus dynamically oh, yeah. activating the release. And I can do that with the wrist strap so much easier than I could with a handheld. But, and that's where I think I get to the, my back wall, you know, pull and then it just it seems for me it just made sense and i mean i probably have to shoot a lot more to understand more about my back wall but i feel like when i when i set and i'm ready to you know engage i just everything feels like i i, I feel like i'm actually i can pull and it it does what it needs to do and yeah, that's awesome yeah so i've been i've been very happy with it yeah, that's super cool. Yeah, I feel like with tension-activated releases, it's one of those things where I just really wish I could I could watch everybody shoot their first 10 arrows, you know, and yeah. and be able to to just give them a few little things. Like you're you're in really good hands because you've got Jay and Barklow there that have you yeah. know who have both been around me and who I know like are pretty adamant about staying active and listening to some of the stuff that I'm teaching. So those guys yeah. would be able to help you with some of those little nuances to where I know people struggle with, but it's also so hard to be able to, to just deal with that many people and trying to help. I try when I can on social oh, yeah. media, you know, but it, but at times yeah. it's like, Oh my gosh, I could just, do nothing but this for the rest of my life. And I would still <laughs> not get to everybody, you know? Yeah. No, I, and I appreciate all the, all the education stuff you have out there. Cause it, it certainly, it certainly helps and has made me a better, better shooter, better archer, better hunter. So it's definitely, um, uh, I, I definitely thank you for that. It's been amazing. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's been amazing to watch, and you know, sometimes you know, the more you watch, the better you get. And you know, I'm 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 lucky. I can text you when I need to. I, I don't know if any, everyone has that ability, but I, I try not to. Um, they don't try not to use it. <laughs> I apologize, but I would freaking <laughs> probably do a yeah, jump I, off a bridge somewhere if I if yeah. I if I could because it keeps me up when I know that I haven't been able Probably. to get back to someone, but yeah, at times it's just seems impossible yeah. to be able to, yeah. to keep up with yeah. everybody. Yep. And I, and that's why I don't uh, waste, waste my golden <laughs> tickets. So when I have a question, I, I will reach out, but it's, it's very, you know, only when I feel it's 
a matter of um, not uh, life or death, but just I, 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 I got to ask. You know, I just <laughs> got to ask because you you know, and I'm going to search the inter- interweb forever to try to find the answer. So I appreciate it. No, that's I think that's why um, I think that's why I've enjoyed so much just getting to know everybody internally <laughs> at Sitka because everybody there is just honestly your fanatics in every category, you know, it's like, yeah, I look at Matt who I talk to a lot. And then, you know, I thought I had a pretty good idea of like knowing him. And then I realized like, okay, this guy's a full blown waterfowl psycho. Like he's, <laughs> you know, he's talking to me about deer and stuff when he has to. But the truth of the matter is this guy freaking, like hunts waterfowl more than anybody I know, you know, and then yeah. I look at, you know, someone like Barklow, you know, he's, mm. he's going freaking full crazy somewhere all the time in some category. Right. Yep. And so yep. I just, um, you know, it seems like you're all the people in the marketing side are just so focused on doing what Sika does. Awesome and tell stories, you know, and, yep. and tell the whys and the purposes. And honestly, I feel like this, in, this initiative will be a little bit, little bit lack in that because I feel like, I honestly feel like just based on how everything's going to go, I feel like we're going to be sold out before we tell the whole story. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but Overall, it was an awesome collaboration and and a really cool product for the industry. I'm pumped for it. Right, yeah, no, that's awesome. I and yeah, everyone at Sitka is you know passionate about something, whether it's you know it's hunting inspired, but it's also you know whether they're you know making a film, taking photos, you know, working on content. You know, our sales guys, our customer service, our whole team there is just incredible. You know, just everybody's passionate about the brand, about what we do and how we do it. So it's, it's a great, and it's great to be partners with, with, you know, people like you who are just the you know, same crazy at what they, what they love doing in this industry. So it's, it's yeah. You know, yeah. You guys have awesome. an incredible staff of guys that are just fully insane, you know, with, with, <laughs> with what, <laughs> yeah. With what they want to do. Yeah. No question. It all starts. It all starts with our founder. He's probably one of the most insane. Yeah, well, he <laughs> Jonathan. Sure, yeah, he for surely is. Yeah, he's he's yeah. one of those, one of those ones. And funny enough, he's one of the few that I haven't like. I haven't even really talked to him about this, and he would be, you know, I'm sure he's going to refer to it as rad. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. But, uh, yeah, well, cool, dude. I know you had some other meetings today. It's a Monday. It's hectic time to talk to anybody at Sika for sure. But, um, we look forward to seeing, seeing you guys out on a Sika range. And yeah, if you're going to be in big sky, I think Sika is going to have some cool stuff planned for big sky people. If they want to cruise to Bozeman and see something really cool. Um, yeah. Which, you know, spoiler alert. Our store. (laughs) <laughs> I thought, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we have a grand opening, a soft opening that just happened. Are you going to be at Terry Peak by by chance? Um, in South Dakota, I don't think I'll be at that one. I'm I'm literally okay. at 
I forget how many, but yeah, there's there's some that um that I won't be at. So yeah. Yeah. I might be going out there just I've never been and I've been meaning to go out there. There's a bunch of other stuff to see. So I'll be there in Big Sky for sure. Cool. Well, thanks so much, Eric. I appreciate it. And yeah, yeah, let's cross our fingers that the archers like like this this new product. It's been fun doing it with you, dude. Um I think it was the fastest, slowest two and a half years of my life. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I you know, it's Good things come to those who wait, I guess, is the uh, as the old adage. So yeah, I hopefully other people will enjoy it as much as we do. So yeah, cool. All right, man. Well, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Thanks, John. All okay. right, take care. Yep. Bye. All right. Be sure to visit knockonarchery.com to see our entire line of trendy knock-on lifestyle clothing. Knockonarchery.com. <laughs>